So that's the whole, we're rolling, right? We're good, okay. Can you lock us in? Cha -da -da -da. Okay. How do you, you sound? the ambient of my uh We like, I like all, coffee. any ambience is, uh, is acceptable here. Ambiance. Da -da. Don't Ooh. say anything about that yet. Oh. Okay, hold on. I thought we were good? rolling already. Yeah, we're, we're rolling already. Are we rolling already? This is how it works. I do it this way. I do it where it's like. It sounds like we're rolling. <laughs> Shit! What was that? It's this fucking plug-in I had. Never mind. I'm so pissed. I can't even. It's a plug-in that just screams in your ear. It's a plug-in. I'll play it later. All right. Uh, oh. Honestly, I would like to start over, but I'm I'm sort of against that. Uh, I'm trying to find this song to play for us. Okay, I found it. Okay, you here it is. Chose a song for us? Well, not for us so much, oh. but for yeah, for us, I guess you could say. Yeah, you could have just okay. let that go. Yeah, I know. Um, how do you sound yourself? How do you feel like you sound to you, yourself? Like in general? Yeah. Awful. But right now, <laughs> this, I like this. You like this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this what I sound like to other people? Yes. Mmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live to Tape on Feral Audio. Listening to a live recording in the studio in Burbank. Today I have a special guest, but before we get to the guest, you should know this. Feral live tapes recorded live. Uh, no editing whatsoever. If you want, if a guest asks for an edit, like Julian McCullough probably will ask for, he'll be denied. <laughs> unless he unless he says something very something that I can't broadcast. But uh, you're listening to live to tape on the Feral Audio Network. I need more volume in these. Levels are good. Levels are good. Did you hear him just now when he said that? Yeah, I heard the levels were good. You heard him say levels are good. Yeah. Okay. Levels are good. This is a great song right now. This is Press Prado. What is it? Press. I'll tell you to start. All right. Recorded in Burbank, beautiful California, in a studio on Burbank Boulevard at Feral Audio. The host is Johnny Pemberton. If you wish to email the podcast, send an email to live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review the podcast and also make sure to subscribe. If you don't subscribe, no one knows you're alive. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're a fucking morning zoo, yeah, Johnny. Man. I'm the fucking wizard. You're so good. I'm the wizard without the eyes. If you eyes. don't subscribe, you're not alive. No one knows you're alive. That's crazy. That's what I just said. I've never said that before, actually. It's a new thing. Man, that's got to be... I'm going to take it. You can, you're welcome to take it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're going to forget you said it, and then I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, that's pretty good, and then you're going to take it back. I pretty much forget everything I've ever said on this podcast. People will <laughs> say like something to me. They'll say, like, hey, remember that when you were like, the hot tubs got to be filled up with dog food? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, 
what are you thinking about right now that you're not present that you won't remember what we're talking about right now? Well, I was just thinking about how there's a Gatorade bottle up on top of that, an empty Gatorade bottle. That's, uh, yeah, well, you know, is that what you want to remember from these, these years? Is that empty Gatorade bottle? I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, it's funny. It's an empty vessel with a bright orange top, just like Donald Trump. Uh, That wasn't the Gatorade. What? That wasn't the Gatorade. What was that? That was uh, cold brew. The cold brew is really taking over now, isn't it? It is. I get mine sweetened with cream, and it makes me feel like less of a person. Cold brew is the new sea salt. (laughs) 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 Okay. I had to affect you for a second there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking, I'm thinking about how there's this big marimba between us, and it's kind of like... It's oh, like, is that what that's called? Well, it's called a balafon, technically. A Ghanaian balafon. You want to try playing it? Sure, but my question is why the, the two names you just said are so different from each other. Well, because marimba, people know what a marimba is. They, I didn't know what a marimba you didn't? was. Okay, I no. thought marimba was kind of a common... I guess I would have guessed that it was a percussion instrument, but... You know what a xylophone is, though, right? Oh, sure. So, when you say xylophone, I think that usually means it's something metal. Yeah. See, And a marimba is a wooden xylophone. You can move the mic But then what want. did you say it's really called? If you want to, you can like pull, you can do it so you can have to, you don't have to talk around it. Oh. Yeah, it's a condenser mic. You can be wherever you want to be. I can be wherever I want to be. I mean, you can hear yourself. Oh, yeah, you I can, sound great. You sound you sound better closer, but you sound good, pretty no, good. I, you're, I sound great. Here you go. You want to hit this whack this thing? Okay. So what it is, it's a, it's a, it's an African marimba, but it's called a balafon. Everyone sounds good playing it because it's only five notes. I guarantee you I can sound terrible on this Are thing. you a musician at all? No. Not even a little bit. My dad is an incredible musician, and I oh, got really? zero. I have no rhythm, nothing. Is like, it because you were But you're really interested in music. I am. I care deeply about it. Right. And I was really into that song you played earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Julian McCullough. This is terrifying. I don't a comedian, a writer, a dad. I am a dad. Uh, what else are you? What else would you like to be from your Twitter bio from... You know how people uh, used to be the thing on Twitter, you have man, to I'm, say all the things you are? Oh. Mom. Uh, mom. Whatever. Dog lover. You know what? Avid mm. shopper. Actually, I'm just in a funk, so I don't really feel like I'm anything. How long have you been in a funk for? <sighs> man. Well, I got divorced about a year and a right. half ago. and That's a pretty big funk the boy, maker. The boy uh, response to stuff like that, I yeah. think in general, is to be like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> right. And then... When you do that, then uh, you never deal with it. And then when you when it finally makes you deal with it, it's a year later, and so now I'm starting. So it's oh, like, you know. What would you say you started dealing with it then? Where? Oh, when? In a bathroom, probably. A <laughs> bathroom? Like a public bathroom? Uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time. I don't spend a lot of time at home, so really? it's probably in a public bathroom. Yeah. You have that great joke that I think is like the perfect combination of different things about how, excuse me, um, how, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to pimp you out and ask, make you tell it, but the, Are you talking like about the, the one where I got, where I walked in on a guy? No, the, well, that, I'll make you tell that now because I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Uh, what? The one about the, uh, where you tend to eat dinner these days. Oh, yeah. I haven't <laughs> kept so that. Funny it's to tend me. to just started to bum people out. Like, it doesn't really. I say that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot to keep that one. But um, it's funny because it's very. As a person who, I eat the grocery stores a lot just because I like grocery stores. But. Yeah, because once you're divorced, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And whatever I want, apparently, is eating dinner at Vaughn's. 
So it's not... like almost every night, right? Yeah, like well, there's I, li- I live across the street from Avon's. So it's and convenient. Like, it's convenient. They have a couple of tables. Yeah, like over on the side, like it doesn't. They don't tell you what they're for, and then you buy like pre-made food because you're a dude that doesn't cook and right. you're like why am i waiting till i get home like i'm just gonna eat it right here and then yeah. people like and the yeah like i said the worst part is that like none of those people are like servers so you can't like you can't like if you need a drink you excuse can't like me. Fly, excuse me yeah i know i'm yeah. eating this sushi out of the box right now yeah. by myself but i did that on the way over here actually while i was driving i was eating ate sushi as i was driving i ate a salad with a fork while i was driving and that is insanely That's dangerous badass yeah i'm never doing it again you but know i couldn't stop because i was so hungry so i finished it i got rear-ended once on the freeway mm-hmm. not going very 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 slow but i was eating hot oatmeal out of a what? ceramic bowl <laughs> Like a bowl from home? Yeah, a bowl from home. You're driving. not supposed to eat out of stuff from home. But in a I did car. it. I did it, and I was on my way home. On my way to my friend's Hot house. Hot oatmeal from a bowl from your house. Yeah. Driving. And I got rear-ended, and the thing just went. And I, it, it went everywhere. It wasn't like it wasn't burning hot. It was warm. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's one of those things where now, anytime I'm in a car, I think about anything I'm doing, even like a position. I mean, like, oh, yeah. if we get hit right now, my knee is going to go through my face or something like that, or a fork is going to... I have a I have a couple of things I want to say about this before okay. we... Uh, one is... Number was one! The... <laughs> Number one. Number... Let me try... Oh, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we dropped... What are, what's, let's the, see. what's the stick part called? That I have no... We can make up a name for the stick, actually. Okay, let's see. So... Uh, well, this is a... Mer- this Wait, what is the technical term for this? This is called the Ghanaian Balafon. Okay. Let me get some. Let me make you an intro song for your numbers here. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Number one. Excellent. This is fun. Uh, so number one is: Did the oatmeal you were holding have anything to do with you being rear-ended, or was it just the worst coincidence of all time? Uh, worst coincidence. Some guy just. You know, it's it's traffic on the 110. Yeah. <laughs> traffic on the 110, hey, listeners. You don't you know, know that's, that's an old freeway. This next one is called Cool Night by <laughs> Paul Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some random, just some guy who wasn't paying attention. But okay. we were slowing down, but he didn't slow down enough. How amazing would it be if he crashed into you because he was eating oatmeal out of a bowl? Then we'd have to be like and it was living an together. catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the intro to an 80s sitcom. How I you was going to say, meet? that sounds like a, seven, a late 70s uh, prog band. Oatmeal catastrophe. <laughs> Pretty much any any name it sounds kind of good, but if you thought about it for just a little more than five minutes, yeah. you're like, oh, it's actually not a good name. Well, but, that's because those bands didn't last more than yeah. an album, so it's like, of right. course, you could call yourself. You Oatmeal know, catastrophe. I don't want to say that, uh, thirteen four elevators. That's actually pretty cool. But right. anyway. Um, Oh, so that's the first question okay, I had. First question. And then here's number two. This is a much better one. So number two. My number two thing about your point about now you are always analyzing where your body is in a car because you got hit, right? I feel like violence is never the answer, but that reminds me of a point that I've had where, and I'm not the only one to think this, but a lot of people that are jerks, and I don't mean to bring up our president-elect again, but like... (laughs) A lot of those guys never got hit. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Because if you've got... been hit for something you said, it changes you. Have you been? You've obviously been hit. Yeah, I've been hit. Yeah. You know what? I've actually never been You've never been hit? No. 
But it doesn't mean I haven't been... But I've seen someone's behavior changed because they got their ass kicked for being a jerk-off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you say jerk-off on this thing? You can say whatever you want. Okay. You can, you can say pap smear. You can say whatever you want. You can say pap smear on you this thing? You can say pap smear. That's a good name for a podcast. You can say pap smear. You can say pap smear. <laughs> yeah, actually, you can always say pap smear. You can say pap smear on a network. Actually, they don't, they don't want you to say pap smear. You can yell it in a doctor's office Come if, it, if it's an emergency. <laughs> that's my. That's the swear word I'm trying to make it become official swear word, even though it's not. I don't think you can just say it though. No, you can't. But what, you should and be who able. makes it an official swear word? I don't know. I think all that stuff is subject subject to. Um, it's subject to context, context or whatever. Yeah. So I'm, if, I'm if the person. If the person censoring your show right. happens to be a cum guzzler, they will be offended by it and then might come down well, hard I, on your I would, guzzler. I would think if you are a cum guzzler, you wouldn't be offended because that's... Yeah, they seem pretty open-minded. You can't just guzzle cum. And, and and then be strict about the word. Are you kidding me? This is like the fucking podcast from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having fucking, me. No, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> I got my fucking phone on. I'm never the guy is it whose the, phone rings. Is it the movie business? Because you're in so many movies. You know I was, this I'm shit wondering is? if it's the movie business. I'll tell you what this shit it probably is. It's probably some fucking... Do you know that you can have solar in your home? It's you know about this crap? <laughs> nah, it's Jay Roach, man. It's, he wants you to be Austin Powers 4. Do you want to have <laughs> solar in your home? <laughs> uh, can you do Austin Powers? How's your Austin Powers? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the next Austin Powers. What uh, we, you were saying, we were before we was interrupted by a robocall from yeah. fucking hi. You know, have you got one of these yet? You got one of these robocalls where no. the person's the person. It's definitely recording, but it's a woman or a man, and they have like a little mistake. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just want to. That's those. They piss me off because you can't threaten someone with violence and even when you if you do get to a point where you can talk to a human by the time you get to them you feel like oh i shouldn't say anything i shouldn't well be a be wait, an asshole i thought you were talking about when they call you you're talking they, about when you call them and you want to get something no they call you and they have a recording and if you say yes they allow us to a pad why do you stay on for that long as soon as i hear a pause oh, i hang up i will i have nothing to do sometimes and i like to talk to people on the phone oh sometimes i'll just see how long i can string somebody along <laughs> like but <laughs> when they'll talk to me i'll keep going uh-huh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the homeowner. Yeah. I just keep getting more and more like I'm masturbating on a couch with uh, a dog licking my penis sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do yes. they stay on? One time I got for like five minutes, but they never... That's probably that I gave them. They have all these rules where they can't they can't hang up until you do something, right? This is different. It's like a weird. There's always loopholes in marketing now. Yeah. Where they figured out, oh, if we call you and you say yes, that means you've. It's like the vampire thing where oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Appears you've opened the door. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, God forbid they call you when you passed out drunk, right? They don't. Right. Understand that as being date rape. Uh, Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So don't to, answer the phone if you're passed out drunk. I used to do that a long time ago. I used to be a, uh, what do you call it, a caller, uh, a Tele- telemarketer. Telemarketer, yeah. And it, the sad thing is you learn, I did it for about two weeks, mm-hmm. maybe three weeks. You learn that the only people who are saying yes to that stuff are the elderly, uh, elderly people mm-hmm. and people who do not have a full mental capacity. Ah. Uh, people who are mentally retarded. 
or a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, but none none of these people are going to buy anything. Well, the only hope you have yeah. are, are old people who don't have any money, but they, they will just buy your thing. I will say yes to you, sweetie. Yeah. Yes, sweetie. Do you know what? A, here's a scary thing. I don't, look, I'm not a. It's important that people know that I am never have never been a political person, right. and I think that's all. That's what we're all going through right now. It's but like you nobody. Are now. I know. Oh, it's really? like you can't. It's it's. Sound the opposite. You were political, and I now was, you quit. I pretty much. I just don't want to know. I want to. Know, it's hard not to know because now, for some reason, all these news outlets that used to post about innocuous dumb shit talk about uh, cabinet picks. Yeah. I used to when I was a kid. I was all about oh, this is the cabinet secretary of state. Blah blah. This is you know all the shit. Oh, so you did used to be very political. Yeah, I was really uh, interested in it. Yeah, and now you're not. Well, this election especially has made me just. <laughs> lose a significant amount of interest not not so much, i don't not care mm-hmm. i just there's certain stuff i just don't want to know about because i'm like well what about i'm tired of it uh what's his name ventura became the governor of your state didn't that bother you it didn't bother me it's actually kind of cool yeah he, he's not he didn't seem like a bad guy he actually just, was a great guy but he yeah. also was surfing a very nice wave he of what of just economic prosperity oh, in the state. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he gave taxpayers each like five thousand dollars back. Something crazy. What? Yeah, the Minnesota's Minnesota budget surplus that year or one year when he was in office was enormous. Yeah, it was like this thing. Minnesota is a weird state. Minnesota is like the state where you can like you can have your head cut off and it will be sewn back on and you'll be fine and it'll be paid <laughs> for by taxpayers and everyone's happy. My, uh, it's weird. It's like. My- the, yeah, if you had, my mom's from Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Where is she from Minnesota? I can never remember the town because it's so small. But she is from a famous Minnesota family. Oh, I don't really? know. I don't know how much you're into Minnesota lore. Is she is her last name three M? No, <laughs> <laughs> not that famous. Uh, no, her last name is Ganya, and her okay. her uncle was Vern Ganya, who basically started the AWA, the American Wrestling Association. Holy and then shit, Greg, that's, Ga- Greg Ganya is her famous. other uncle. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know his name. Yeah. And, um, That's funny, man. And I, I have a, a, a story. She told me a story about how Vern, you know, he was like one of those old timey strong dudes that like. Okay, the kind of guy who doesn't look strong, but. No, you, but they're just like made of like concrete. Yeah. And they just like pick up a pickup truck as farmer once. Farmer muscles. That's, yeah, farmer muscles. Yeah. yeah. That's so he was that for. kind of guy. And so he, uh, so when he was old, like mm-hmm. 80, I think he was like 83. Um, he was in a, a nursing home because he had Alzheimer's, but he was right. still like a like a tank, you know. And he got into a he got into it with a ninety like seven year old dude right. at the old folks home. That's great. And uh, body slammed him and killed him in the old folks home. Holy shit! Yeah. What and then, happened? And then a minute later, had no idea he did it. So what happens to him? He doesn't have to face. I'll any... tell you. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. He's gonna tell me. <laughs> Let's see. Let me make you sound really cool here. Hold on. Let me give you something. This is my special cool sounding thing. See how you sound right now. How do you sound? Uh, I sound exactly like I've been sounding. See, now you sound like a little bit of flange. See? Say something. flange? You hear that? N- nah. No. You, yeah. Oh. It's, it's there. It's almost like a snare. Yeah. It's like I got a snare voice. What happened after the body slam? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a body slam jam? I guess so. You know, I've never brought this in before. I just did it because I don't know why. No, it's beautiful. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, So, yeah, so he, look. Okay. 
what do you call it? testimonials differ on the details of the wrestling move that was performed on this guy? I can't think of something where testimonials would differ more. Right. Then I mean, people at watching this point, an old man body slam. Most of the people man. don't have their wits about them that yeah. witness this, you know. And people who work there. The other ones are orderlies. Yeah. That were that probably worshipped Vern Gagne because if you don't know, he's like a huge hero. He's like a yeah. folk hero in, in okay. Minneapolis. It's like Paul Bunyan. Yeah, kind of. Modern day PB. So he, uh, whatever he does to this guy, it's a, it's a, it's a finishing move. Mm-hmm. And because Vern is so. Uh, well liked and, and also because he didn't even know he did it right yeah. right after Z- zero repercussions okay none and then because if they had taken him to court or whatever like the judge would have been like can this I get man, an autograph yeah and this plan is he's also ancient too so yeah, it's, yeah. it's not I like mean, he's really so they just had to like be careful from there on out and then uh, <laughs> they're like don't take his potato that'd be a great slogan just be careful from here on out <laughs> this is the craziest part of the story okay I told I was in a place called Mystic Lake Casino. And, oh, I have been there. Oh, have you? We'll talk, remind me to talk about that, listeners. Please remind me to talk about Mystic Lake Casino with Julian McCullough after the story. Thank you, listeners. Okay. They, uh, they can call in. To, I have a little headset. I think I have a feeling that the marimbe is going to remind you to tell this. I think it afterwards. is. Yes, uh, and that'll be that'll be mine. So uh, okay, he. <clears throat> oh, I so I'm in Mystic Lake Casino, right? And I decide to tell this story on the off chance that people there might appreciate it, you know, and know, know who he is. So I bring it up in the crowd. I go, and I don't know what the demographic of this crowd was, but when I said Vern Gagne, half the crowd went nuts and put and like made their arms into claws because that was his move. Really? The claw. Yeah. So this is your uncle. No, this is my mom's uncle. Okay. So it's your great uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... So I bring up his name, and then I'm like, oh, man. So now I'm like, pressure's on to tell this story, because these people obviously know what happened already. Yeah. You know? So I tell the whole story. It goes great. I have a lot of... Uh, I put some jokes. I was, like, having fun with it, right? Because I never I never even met the guy. I get off stage, and the host of the show, that, that comedy show, was uh, a retired police officer who is now doing stand-up comedy. That's what you get, that's what you get at Mystic Lake in Minnesota. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, comedy in the best lobby in America. Nice guy? He was super nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, but I'm a white male. Right. So anyway, uh, he after the show, he goes, that, is that all true? Like, that's your uncle and everything? I go, yeah. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I was in the precinct when that call came in. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, the, the phone call came in. We were all like drinking coffee around a table. There was like five or six cops, you know. This like, is you with the cops. This is, oh, this is him telling the story. This is him telling the story okay. of years ago when, this, when Vern did this thing. How many years ago was this? Oh, man. I'm going to guess 90s. Okay. But I could be wrong about that. So, about, about at least 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, in other words, the guy that got killed would already be dead anyway, so yes. that's why it's not a sad story. Um, so apparently the guy, the dispatcher or whatever, is like in the next room, gets the call, and then leans over and goes, hey guys, Vern Gagne still got it. <laughs> that's what he said. But I just couldn't believe that I told that story, and then I heard the other end of it. Well, now you have the, the ultimate punch-up for that, if you ever go back to Mystic Lake, which I, you yeah. may not, actually. I mean, the story is good enough I could tell it anyway, anywhere, really. It's universal. You know, it's a universal yeah. story of don't steal an old, strong guy's baked potato at, yeah. in the cafeteria. So that, that old guy... Because he knows what got, he's capable of. And that old guy who got killed probably had never been punched. 
Probably not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's pretty great. Hey, I need those sticks. Okay. Give me them. The marim the mallets. The marim marimbasitos. Okay, here's the uh, reminding Johnny. Remind it. Back at Mystic Lake. Mystic Lake. So, and I was at Mystic Lake for the first and probably the last time. I was. Uh, Wait, did I did I get it? Did it sound mystic? I was trying did, to make it actually. sound mystic. Okay. It sounded like the Rainforest Cafe. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> good old Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Uh, I was at. Uh, I was asked to headline there. This was like two years after, maybe a year and a half after the first time I ever got asked to headline. Uh -huh. And the first time I ever got asked to headline, I wasn't, I, th I don't think I was ready. At least I thought I wasn't ready. Uh -huh. And no one, no one tells you, oh, you'll never be ready. And you just have to do it. Right, right, right. It's yeah. like, it's not like you're not going to drown, it like swimming. I know. It didn't occur to me that I was doing this for the first time. Because you do comedy for so long yeah. that by the time you actually get asked to like close a show on the road, yeah. it almost doesn't occur to you the difference. You're, you know what I mean? Like, well, for especially me, if you've for been me, featuring it definitely did. See, I, was, I don't have like a traditional uh, trajectory in terms of stand-up. Like, for yeah. me, I was not featuring on the road at all. I had, I had featured, but I definitely was not doing much of it. I was having to like beg people I knew like, please, yeah. let me feature for you. <laughs> oh, right, I'm, a, yeah, yeah. I'm a real boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. But well, so I, I was there. I got asked to do that place. And I was, uh, you know, I was like freaked out about it because it first time you had Wait, so how many times have you never done it? I had never headlined before. Oh. It was the first time I had done a headlining set. Okay. And I, I, I decided to do it at Mystic Lake because... Yeah. Why not? You know, because mm -hmm. I've been I've been waiting for another offer because I turned something down at some club in the Midwest because the, I don't know what happened. I think basically they they could smell that I didn't want a headline. Yeah. Because I was asked like, oh, can I have someone else come with me to? <laughs> like I was asking my my friend Doug and I could do like split the hour. Yeah. They're like, ah, let's <laughs> just right. and they just rescinded the offer altogether. Ah. Uh... Haven't been there since. Probably never will go because mm. they can. Smell no, but whatever. Mystic Lake is good because it's your home state advantage. Well, yeah. I thought it would be. I thought, thought that would be the case. <laughs> so I, I get there right, and first, I mean, uh, casinos in general are just terrible tough, for comedy real tough. because you're you're performing to people, listeners. If you don't know, people who are in casinos to watch comedy are typically people who uh, this, one have run out of money. Yes, they've run out of money, or they're just there for so long. They overbooked their their stay at yeah. this resort, quote unquote. So they're just bored. They're, yeah. they're bored. They've done everything, and they probably got free tickets. Yeah, from the, and from the, the casino. But the underlying issue we're getting at here is that these are not fans of stand up comedy. This no. might be the first stand up show they've ever seen. They're definitely and, not fans of me. That's for <laughs> exactly, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And they're probably not even fans of comedy. Right. Probably not even fans of stand-up comedy. Probably not even fans of comedy, the genre. Right. Probably not even fans of laughing. <laughs> Probably find laughing to be a weird, uncomfortable experience that happens only by accident and usually accompanied with like some sort of other type of pain. So, You know, you know how many times I've laughed while gambling? Never. I, I want to say twice. And that's when while, while winning or while losing? Uh, probably, uh, it's that ironic evil laugh when, yeah, the, when the, when the dealer hits blackjack with nine cards. You play blackjack? I used to, I had to stop. I, I had a craps problem there for okay. a while too. Yeah. God damn, we got some stuff to get into here. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, people don't know that I'm a complete, some people do, but that I'm a complete train wreck. 
But you're not a complete train wreck. I mean, I, I look like I got my shit together, but I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you about that okay. after I tell you about this right. not that interesting story. Okay. <laughs> I've already started telling. No, I love, I love a story about like, somebody who's headlining before they should. Well, I guess that's not, Oh, God. Now it's, now it's changing that before I should. When should you headline? No, you're right. You just got to get up there and, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, I fine. did it. I did this set and it was okay. I got through everything. There was a very light audience. I think I was being funny in my way. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Do you remember the opener cr- crushing because he was like a road guy? That Yes. Yeah. And not just crushing. I mean, he fucking murdered. And he was probably in his 40s or 50s. He was in his 50s. 50s. Okay, and that's hair. what they are. Yes. So they love this guy. God, how did you know that? So because I do the road all the time. Not just that. This guy was the hackiest comedian I've ever seen. If you were a comedian doing an impression of a hack comic yeah. in L.A., this wouldn't fly because it was too big, too broad. Right. This was the most broad fucking... Oh, sorry. <laughs> most I, was, broad. I was like, why is your voice just going up <laughs> slightly a little... These fucking the pots on this thing are dirty, so it, like, it creeps. That's uh, hilarious. The, this guy was so fucking sticky. He even had those eyes, the, the guys, the googly eyes on a spring on the glass. No. He had that that's shit. That's not hacky. That's like, that's over the top. That's like. what I meant. It was like that kind of thing where it's like this extreme sort of ancient 80s shtick. Wow. He, and so he did all this crazy stuff. I can't but remember they his loved name. him. They fucking loved him. And here's how much they loved him. And how much they hated <laughs> me and how much the club owner thought of me is they, he bumped me. <gasps> To doing, he made that guy the headliner for the rest of the weekend. Oh, no. And here's the other killer part is there was a guy from L.A., great comedian Joe Wengert. Who yeah, was flying yeah, in. I love Joe. He was supposed to feature. Yeah. And so that guy was just supposed to be the host opener. Wengert was <gasps> going to feature for me. Yeah. And But Wengert's plane Man, was, who booked Joe Wengert and Be- Johnny Pemberton on there? I mean, that's like a, that's a, a hit time. booker. Yeah. Well, it's just, they, they had, that, that place for, I don't know why, but they've had a lot of- Oh, I've done it like five times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I probably won't ever get asked back again. I don't even want to. Honestly, I'm just shocked I don't want at the to. hipness scale of that yeah. of that lineup, and then also like Wacky McPeterson, whoever. Exactly. The, yeah. But so because Winger was flight was late for the first show on Friday, so they had him, this guy, uh, Scott. I can't remember his last name. But mm-hmm. I don't really want to say. It. I don't want to give him the uh, the justice of this. Yeah. But he um, he featured said Joe. And I think they had some other, some guy, some local guy, a native, a native guy, really cool dude, yeah. native dude, host and open. And so that happened, and I was actually kind of relieved in a way because like I'm, a Native American or like a yeah. dude from there, really Native American guy, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I can't remember his name. But he was fucking cool as shit. He was great, really yeah. positive dude. Uh, but so that happened, and then I was relieved because I'm, I know I'm, I'm going to make the same amount of money no matter what, so I don't yeah. give a shit. I got through my headlines, my set. I really liked it. I felt good about it. It wasn't the freaking out or anything. Yeah. And there's some people, there were some fans of the podcast there who were, there was one table laughing at everything. This was Twisting the Wind. Yeah. This was, yeah, yeah, this this was is, in the old days. Yeah. This is like three years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> and this guy, so that guy was super stoked. He has his girlfriend or something there. And he, yeah. I overheard him talking to him, like talking to his girlfriend. Like they offered us a hotel room. This is great. This guy just couldn't handle it. So he doing that. And I was, Whoa. And I think he didn't like me the way because I was on a TV show and from LA. He used to live in LA. He used to date some big comedian back. And this is like in the fucking 80s. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like it was 80s. probably Elaine Boozler. It may have been, actually. Yeah. It may have been. He definitely dated some big comic who got big and he moved back to Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> but he was all stoked on this shit. And so the second show happens and he's, and I go up and I have a, I have a really good set. I really like it. I'm happy mm-hmm. with it. Now you're um, featuring. 
while I'm featuring, but I think I did like a half an hour or okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes up and he just fucking eats it. <gasps> eats it like hardcore. That's and, so satisfying. Yeah. So what so do he, you think happened? I don't know. I just think whatever. He just, because he went on after me. Because yeah. I reprogrammed them into thinking about stuff that's not just fucking fart jokes. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think you can follow, you can follow, that's why mm-hmm. uh, being, those guys, those hacky guys that are right. on the road, right? They 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 get really ups- they get pissed off. They're so bitter, right? Oh, they're they, the most bitter. They go it's so up, sad. They go up and they kill. They crush. And they're like, why am I not famous? Then you come in from LA or New York, whoever we are. And they don't do that well. And we, well, maybe we don't do as well as they did, as well in quotes. Yeah. Like maybe we don't crush like they do, but people remember our names or they remember like something personal that we'd said right. or something like that, right? Yeah. But to, in their eyes, they're like, I'm still better than this fucking guy. So, you know, I got so much more, I got so many more laughs. I got right. such louder laughs. But here's the thing originality can follow hack and survive mm-hmm. sometimes, but with you hack. can't follow hack or follow originality with, with hack. hack. Yeah. Once you, you're right. Once you get people in that mindset, it's so obvious when somebody's an, a piece of shit. They're pandering, like yeah. extremely pandering. And it was great. That I just kept it the way the rest of the weekend. I got a terrible head cold. And uh, <laughs> I was just taking tons of uh, cold medicines, listening to Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. And still having great, like really, what I thought were really good sets. Some of my friends came to the show. Yeah. And that guy continued to just have the most mediocre. Oh, that's like, that's like one of the best stories. That warms my That's a Christmas miracle right there. <laughs> I guess That's I wonderful. kind of forgot about that aspect of it to how he just really got, and he kept trying to be nice to me after mm-hmm. being a dick to me. And I was being uh-huh, so, too late. so cold to him. I was being so cold because, oh yeah, fuck, fucking duck, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> my, my first comedy week, my first headlining weekend was at JD's Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee. You're not from, you're from the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're this from, was back when I was flying in from New York to you're do from J- New York? I was born in Philly. Philly? <laughs> Listeners, if you can't see this right now, I'm doing a classic over the top, like an arching point. What, yeah, what yeah, do you call yeah. This? Like aggressive, you're leaning forward. Okay, chin's up. Chin's up. Where it's are you a, from? Hey, where are you from? You're from, uh, you're from Philly, right? Hey, you're from Philly, right? <laughs> Head tilted, chin up, pointing finger with the other yeah. fingers down, and it's like a little, like a little jumping finger. Yeah. From Philly. Yeah. From Philly. You're better at this than Colin Quinn is. <laughs> Colin, Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn, oh, no, I he has a great Colin joke Quinn. about how, how questions sound like accusations. That guy, earlier. man, that guy is like watching. Hey, it's nice outside, right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. he's like in my top five. Always oh, has been. He's the great. And he never talk about a guy that doesn't kill. Like no. on, the, on the road, they, no. they're like they don't even know what they're watching. Yeah, because he doesn't give you any uh, bells and whistles. He gives you the joke, and yeah. that's it. And you either get the idea or you don't. You know, but he doesn't do voices or a little bit. But he doesn't. Do, you know what I mean? He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't like give you a bunch of examples of the of the punchline and stuff like that. He's just like right through it. He's you know. Nut. You know that story about him dying or what's it called bombing in front of Ed De Niro's birthday party? No. It's a moth story. You know the moth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who told it? He told it. Oh, wouldn't they great if De Niro told it? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. He's uh, yeah. But, some but mi- he was so bad guy. that De Niro went on the moth to <laughs> tell. <laughs> So uh, typically, I don't uh, go on this sort of. 
But this experience was so bad. So bad. <laughs> that I have to get it off my chest. So uh, I forget what I was saying. Oh, saying so, okay. It's just the best heckle I ever got was the first weekend I ever I feel headlined. you're going to hurt your back because of this microphone. I can't no, no, I'm doing, I feel What you can do is this. You can. What's wrong with me? Well, you're like, you're going like, you no, like this. Just, I, no, I had a cold brew, so I'm moving a lot. You're okay? I'm okay. fine. Because I just, I hurt my back lifting a TV earlier. Oh, wow. What were you thinking? I was giving it to someone because it was an old TV we've How had. How did they handle it? Well, they didn't handle it. They just said, put it here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call you Johnny Tenderton because you just, you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Dude, I'm, you say that, but I'm fucking, I'll, I'll, I can do 12 push, pull ups. What? I can do twelve. I can do twelve push pops. Push pops. I'm trying to work on a farmer body. It's not. It's not there yet. But I eventually will. Mm. I'm trying What's to. What's a farmer body? Like strong a, upper body. And strong no legs? upper body with a little gut because you like to oh, like yeah. to have beer and donuts. Right. That's, That's a good. I, I like that. Yeah, I think it's gonna work farmer out. hot. Not the dad body. The dad body's bullshit. But dad body's no definition no. whatsoever. I'm talking about fucking ripped up. Not ripped up top. Just like no problem. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I can get it. <gasps> Or like the lawnmower is not going to start. Well, guess what? Now it is going to start because yeah, I'm gonna here. Fucking start. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm at JD's Comedy Cafe, and it's going, and it's like, you know, I had featured a lot, so I was, you know, I was used to doing like what year 25, is this? 2000, probably nine. How long have you been doing comedy eight, for now? Probably 2008. Uh, I I say 14 years. Okay. But I got started at a comedy club, and I'd worked there, so it's hard that, for me to know like when waiter? I like started. Yeah. Well, I sat okay. the room. Yeah, I was the host. Sat the room. Oh, like, okay. like you make everybody I just, sit I know down. very little about club I would pack, dynamics. I would pack 400 people into 375 seats in half an hour every night, and it was the most stressful. It was New Jersey. It was North Holy Jersey, shit. Sopranos country. So, oh my god! So I'm a 20 year old college kid trying to get these like 50 year old mafia dudes to sit where I need them to sit, and all somehow every seat sucks. So I don't right. know how I did it. It was. I've never been in a more stressful job since. Do they know you're Irish? <laughs> like, no, but no, but they knew that I was a guy? fucking pussy. They knew that. They are you fucking that. pussy? Are you fucking <laughs> pussy, Mick? You telling me to see it? <laughs> I used to make stuff. I used to do smart ass shit and just walk away before they could fight. So like, Holy I would. Shit. There'd be. It was in a basement, so they would. Uh, there were like poles, support beams. That yeah. They would. You have to sit behind. Yeah. And so you couldn't see the. Ground. So I would say, they go, "There's a pole right here," and I go, "That's why we paint it black, so when we turn the lights out, you can't see it." <laughs> <laughs> And then I just run away. Fine. But uh, so anyway, JD's coming. It's going all right, you know. And I, and I can't believe it. I'm doing. It. I'm like half an hour in. I'm like, okay, You're I got yeah, I got yeah. ten more minutes, and then I'm pretty much I did it, you know. Yeah. And there was this ninety year old woman. The crowd was really good. There was a ninety year old woman in the third row, uh-huh. and she, nobody else was ninety. Like they obviously like took her out for the night, you know. Yeah. And she raised her hand. This is so cool already. She raised her hand and I and I ignore it for a little bit because mm-hmm. that's not how comedy works. You don't like raise your hand. Yeah. And then I was like, she's ninety. Like I'm gonna find out. Maybe she like needs to go to the bathroom really bad or something. Yeah. So I go, yes, ma'am. Do you have a question? And she goes, totally genuine. She goes, what do you do for a living? Stopped my show to ask me what I did for a living. Oh my god. Because she didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. She's like, why is this guy talking? Like, what is this? What did you say? I said the crowd went fucking berserk. Oh my god! They thought it was god. the funniest thing. It was bigger than any laugh I got all night. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's and a then hard she one. didn't know why it was funny that she said that. So she was just like, you know, when like a kid smiles because they did yeah. something funny and they don't know why. So then they just keep doing it. Right. 
So she was really excited. And I said, what do I do for a living? And I go, uh, well, now I'm going to have to find something. I said something like that, you know. <laughs> Did it but kill, that was though? the best tackle ever. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great for everybody, you know. How did the rest of the set go? It went fine. I mean, I didn't... Oh, so you were comfortable. You weren't shucking, shaking. No, no, no. I, I wish... I'm not... I didn't... I don't want to, like, bring up that I've never struggled too hard on in stand-up, no, but I just... You're I, very I came present. up in a very boot... In a very boot uh, what do you call it? Boot camp? Yeah, like a boot camp yeah. kind of club. So it's kind of hard for me to get frazzled. Right. See, I didn't have that experience. I guess I sort of did. I, I started doing yeah, you, comedy in a, you, this bar you, that... You guys, you guys are like darlings, you know? That, what do you mean? Do, like, like uh, if you if you got talent, you know, like you got you can do oh. voices and act and stuff like that. Oh you right, like, yeah. You don't like go out on the road and like you know try to tell Texas dudes in bars. I was wanted to though. Yeah, I was wanted to do the road stuff, but now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, oh okay, I don't have to see what that looks like. No, it's 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 changed. I mean, it used to be the only thing. Yeah, was you know? it. And now it's like, if you choose to do it, it's because you either need that money or because that's you know you, you just do. are a glutton for fucking punishment. Yeah, there's definitely a glutton. That's the sort of thing. It's how do you decide at what? How do you decide when you're learning? And how do you decide? Like that's for me always a problem. I can't decide what is more learning. Mm -hmm. What's like. Still paying your dues and learning. Right. And what is like, okay, I, I know how this works now. Yeah. I know the stove is hot. Right, right, right. I don't need to suffer another burn. It's like hey. such a hard thing to decide when that is Somebody the write case. that down. That was, a, that was a beautiful poem. Yeah, beautiful poem. It was. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. Do you think like that? Or is that, I feel like I have a problem with that. I can't decide at what point. Uh, like, it's a big, it's a big topic that you're Do I want to do this? Do I like, you know, you're, you're like that. You don't know if you want to do something or not. You can't decide. Do I actually want to do this? Or do I just think I'm well, supposed this, to like do it? Well, this like what? Like a gig. Like uh, I want to go do anything, anything. I might, do I want to have this for lunch? You know what I mean? <laughs> Because I think this is like, a much bigger topic than I even dreamed. But it's a th I think about this all the time. I think about like there's what I should have for lunch and what I want to have for lunch. And what I want to have for lunch is always like fucking eggplant parm or McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you know what's so weird? I was in the parking lot outside right? this place thinking about this subject because I was like, man, you're gonna ask me how's it, how it's going, and I was gonna say like I'm I'm like I'm totally blocked right now. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. And, and the re and I was like, and it affects. It's so weird you bring this up because it affects every single decision all day long. So you're like, right? You're like, do I want to park here? But then, if I park the car now, maybe I just want to circle around and listen right. to this song. Or it's like the point is like you just Hamlet your sh your shit all Hamlet. day long. What is that? I've never heard he, that. Uh, I don't know. Like Hamlet, the, the whole point of that play is that he just. Did a bunch of soliloquies about uh, monologues about like should I do it or should I not do it? And by doing nothing, he's and by doing nothing, he's made it worse the whole time. Right? Yeah, indecision is the worst decision. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm like paralyzed by indecision these days because and of all the divorce. Stuff. I feel like no, I don't know. It's, well, it's I'm assuming it's related. It. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I don't. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. I don't know where it comes from, but it's a weird thing. Yeah, I feel like it's been as exacerbated by. The uh, the election results in some way. <laughs> well, it is it it definitely like exacerbated by our thing. phones. Where like yeah, it's like phones. I can't. I, I don't know, man. I was thinking. I was at the grocery store today, and I was thinking about this: is how you can get anything now. There's like almost nothing that's special. It's too much. It's overwhelming. You can get anything you fucking want. You can get any kind of food. If there's yeah. anything you find out about, like Lord knows that I love a good internet hunt to find something. Yeah, but. It's all you have to do. If you spend 15 minutes online, you can find someone 
to sell you this thing, even if it's like, oh, I have to translate a Japanese website. <laughs> I can fucking do it. I can do it now. Yeah, yeah. It used to be even like an internet infancy. You had to, if something was a different country, you had to figure out what this said. If you wanted to, I don't know, buy something like like a fucking record or something or any, right. anything. Well, it almost obscure. makes being cool pointless because it does. in the old days, if you were cool, it was because you, like you you spent the time and energy and you were passionate about it enough to like find that jacket and find that, yeah. you know, to curate something. Yeah. To curate yourself. You have a you taste, know? you have a something. And about now it. it's like, you could, it's, it's the equivalent of like guys who'd get a, like a full tattoo sleeve in a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, right. well, you can just do it now. So who just do it. It's, I don't know. It's, but it's crippling in a weird way. Cause I feel like, I feel like that. It's just, there's nothing like, what do you do? Because you can do everything. I've been, I've do been everything, trying whatever to be you like, want. why don't I just do something good for someone else then? Instead, Because well, I can't make any decisions. So I'm trying to like be a better person. And then that feels gargantuan. That feels like I can't even, you know. What do you mean? It feels great? Gargantuanly difficult. Oh, to like to help someone yourself. else? Yeah, because I'm so yeah. paralyzed about my own shit that like to help someone else. I want yeah. to. I just, I, just, I don't know. Well, that's I, I can everyone... barely brush my teeth. Really? Well, I, I go to brush my teeth, and I'm like, well, let me check. And then I'll, like, deal with my daughter. And then I'll, you know what right. I mean? It's like a thousand mini decisions have to go right for me to brush my teeth in the morning. Right. It's crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. Maybe you're staring at me like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. But. No, I see what you're saying. I don't have that problem exactly, but I feel like the similar things I think about where I overthink the, the thing. Yeah. When really, remember, there's plenty of time. <laughs> remember that? For, you know when people used to say, like, what, do you want a medal? Oh, right, For yeah. doing something, you yeah. know, like, tiny? Yeah. It's like. I do. <laughs> like, I'll always take the medal for how it's like, oh, look, I I didn't, uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't, st- I don't, can't even think of a good example of like um, doing something you're supposed to do that's like right. minor. And then if I do it, I do want a medal. Yeah, you want That be- was really hard. It's hard to do the thing. <laughs> it's hard to do the thing you're supposed to do. But what are you supposed to do? I don't know. What are you supposed to do? Uh,. But you say you just sort of recently have sort of been hit by the what do you call it? The it's back not even the... recent. It's like it's like probably been going on for like six months now. Because when I saw you and in... I don't want to blame it on the divorce. It's it's I don't know what it is, but you well, know. you can say I, it's... I, I'm tempted to get medicated, but I don't. That freaks me out too. Yeah, it freaks me out too. I've never done that, and I don't think I ever will because I like to. Something about it. I've not had enough been on enough medications, non mental medications, uh-huh. and taken enough mental medications recreationally to know that. That I don't want to be on something, right? Because that's the thing is, this is the same thing where I, I have all these bowel problems and stuff. Yeah. And I always think about, I'm constantly second guessing like, oh, do I feel bad because of this? Or is it this? Or did I not take this medicine? Or did I take it? Ugh. Wait, did I take it yet? I think I took it. I, yeah. I, took, I don't know if I took it yet. Oh, maybe I it's just right. I better take the whole bottle right now. <laughs> yeah. This whole bottle of Ciprofloxin. Oh, Jesus. Which is just antibiotic. It's not that cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nothing would happen. I'd probably just vomit. No, I mean, I like, you know, it's... But when I saw you in Tulsa, we partied. Yeah. And you partied pretty hard. (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, yeah. And you can't really be on medication for that. Right. If you're going to do that. You can't self-medicate. I also like like boners. And I hear you can't get boners if you're you're medicated. That's true. A lot lot of uh, antidepressants are also, they make you not uh, take away your libido. Right, but so I heard some comic, some comic did Fatem and I show a while ago, and he was talking about how much he loves that because he said he's never <laughs> he's been happier. More done. Yeah, he's never, he's never been happier because he's not thinking about women all the time. Or I, right. don't, I think he was straight, but yeah, he's just not like consumed by the idea of. Of that. Yeah. I actually have a joke that I could never get to work about. Why would you ever do Viagra? Because you finally have graduated from thinking about it all the time 
now you can finally use your mind for something productive, oh, yeah. and you're going to take a pill to bring it back? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Learn Italian. Yeah, you know learn what I mean? Italian, do, something. do anything. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's related. But I'm not ready yet. I'm not. I'm not ready to hang up my dick yet. So, right. Well, you, you know. won't be until it's ready to hang up. It's, yeah, your uh, dick lets you know. It does. You know, I'm done. We're done here. <laughs> okay, maybe yes, maybe Sunday. But we're, we're wait. Are are you married? Am I? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm engaged. Though. Oh, you're engaged. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm essentially, I'm essentially married. I feel like okay. I am. I thought I heard you say you were married on the like. I was listening to another podcast years. I probably did married. because a lot of times I say that just because uh, I feel like I mean I am married. You're basically, yeah. I don't know the the difference it, it, when we actually get married, which we will. Mm. The it'll be I think the the, the before and after will be. It's a what do you call it? Um, it's a, uh, yeah. formality. Formality. Hey, yeah. we did it. It's truly the formality. Is yeah. that you could? By the way, you could make a supercut of ev- all the podcast moments where people couldn't think of a word. D- the, d- but it's it's, it's called. The, uh, why can't the, I think of that? And then it, you could do like an hour of just great, really smart people not being able to think of the right. word like restaurant. You know, and what there's I mean? a guy who's in the background going. Restaurant! <laughs> it's fucking restaurant, you yeah. piece of shit! I just watched The Godfather 1 and 2 for the first time ever. What? I know, isn't that crazy? And you still came to work? Yeah. Not, not not today, I just watched oh. them last week. Yeah. And I still am sort of taken by that whole Ooh, thing. Man, talk about holding up. Those things hold yeah. up. But that's those are the people you grew up with then, huh? That kind of thing? I'm not that old, but yeah. We don't know what I mean, like that, that sort of candor that vibe yeah yeah it felt a lot like that it felt even more like goodfellas really but you grew up what part where part did you grow up in well i grew up in uh <laughs> what, what part did you grow up in i uh no i was born in my parents were like artsy you know so we, really? i moved all the time we i was west coast for a while like from, really for, yeah from like two to like 10 i was uh portland and san francisco okay so what did your mom do uh she was. They never didn't. They didn't have careers. Oh, really? They're no, they artists. Were just like, yeah. They, no, they were just like fine jobs. Okay. Because they, like, they would like they would work. They would work to live, man. They didn't live to work. Got it. Yeah. So my dad. Yeah, my dad was. A, he played guitar and you know saxophone and. So hippies. Nah. Well, he hated that that phrase. Okay. Well, then because he used guess, to say uh, hippies yeah. also belong to something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. He was like a true nonconformist. Oh, big time, man. He was uh, frustrating as shit. Cause really? like, oh, because he's just got he's got these ideas in his head, and right. he will not budge, man. What you kind know? of ideas? Just like about what's important. Like he wouldn't. He was good enough to be a recording artist, and he okay. would never play for anyone ever because he was like, that's oh. not what it's for, man. Oh, okay, that sucks. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's a thing. That's like some people. I have some friends who are like that, and it's like, don't no, just play. It's okay. It's fine. So some so many people I know, not so many people, but a few people I know are. They refuse to quote unquote sell out. Yeah, it's like just sell out so you can have so you can I know. have so a little bit of money. Well, real it's sell- not selling out. Real selling yeah. out is 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 pandering. That's selling that's selling out. out. Yeah, and they're doing the opposite of it. Right. They're, as long as you do what you would do anyway, but right. then you put it out there. And maybe yeah, it's okay to take a little direction. Maybe don't do it exactly your way. Yeah. Well, this is coming from a guy that's in commercials. Who you? No, you. Me? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Everything's a commercial, though. Think about it. Oh, yeah. It is. Well, that's why my dad wouldn't leave the house. Oh. He really wouldn't leave the house? <laughs> no, 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 no. But he wouldn't. He, You know, he was very uncomfortable playing for people. 
Okay. Do you have brothers and sisters and stuff? I have a older half sister. Okay. And she, but she went corporate. She's like, fuck this life and got a job like, you know, like straight up cubicle, like skyscraper. It always works that way. If yeah. You have a... And then I went this way. So do you think that was a rejection to how you were brought up? Because it sounds like it's not exactly. Me or her? You. Oh, no. Hers mine was like a rejection. It's mine like, was like a, a weird reaction to it because it's like I'm not rejecting what he said. Right. Um, no, I, you know what? It's like I embraced the uncertainty and like lack of financial stability. Right. And and didn't embrace the integrity part because <laughs> I, I right. went into stand-up, you know? Yeah, stand-up's a weird, such a weird thing. It's like there's nothing else like it. You can compare it to a lot of things, but when it comes down to it, it's just weird. It's such a weird thing. Well, it's also, I always feel challenged by the integrity of it because it's like, if you know, to be, it's so hard to break in. Mm-hmm. That you, in the beginning, to resist the urge to, if you know how to make people laugh, but you know it's not how you should make people laugh, resisting yeah. that urge is so hard. Yeah. I feel like, you know. I had such a weird thing because I started doing comedy in L.A., so I had like this thing Yeah, it's where... different. I was literally in North Jersey where it was yeah. like, you know, all you had to say was like, you know, nice shirt, faggot, and then the crowd <laughs> was like, we're coming <laughs> back. This guy's amazing, you know. Yeah, it's so, such a funny and thing. And I never said that phrase before, but uh, it, that exact phrase. But like, yeah, that was like the... It was fine. You know, when I started out, that was like a fine way to go. So you always wanted to do comedy? Uh, no. I mean, in college, I, I, I thought I wanted to do like, uh, the, uh, I was an, I started out urban planning major. Really? What does yeah. that mean? Well, you know, it's, it's like what it, it's, it's like what you think it's going to mean versus what it really is, is so vastly different. Like I thought it, it meant, you know, I was going to figure out a way to get rid of cars Okay. In general. I'm into that. You know? And then uh, I started, like, majoring in it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the driest, worst <laughs> thing. And also, you're never going to affect change this way. Politicians yeah. affect change. Urban planners do not affect change. Or need affects change. Right, exactly. Oh, it's we don't have any more capitalism. oil? Capitalism. Okay, I guess yeah, we'll, exactly, we'll, go, yeah. we'll stop driving now. I'm an, I was an idiot. So I started that. Then I was, like, an English major because I was like, I'm good at this. Right. You know? And uh, Where'd you go to college? Rutgers University. Rutgers, New Jersey. R U T G. Whenever there's national news about Rutgers, it's always horrible. Didn't some, there wasn't there like a rape thing there? I'm sure. I don't I know don't that know. one specifically. I do know that there was that <laughs> that remember nappy headed hose. Do you remember that? Yeah, Don Imus. Yeah, that was Rutgers. That was Rutgers. Got it. And uh, and then another one was <laughs> this wasn't national news, but um, this is a pretty good one. Oh, and Ray Rice is from Rutgers. Ray Rice is the guy who hit his wife in yeah. the elevator. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so God, uh, I still can't believe did he, he got away with that, didn't he? I mean, he no, no, he's gone. I mean, he's gone, right? He's not. I don't know. He's honestly, not playing football, is he? I don't Does know shit know? about. Sp- anybody know? Where, anybody they, know? anybody was, listening? The world is burning outside the studio right now. We have no idea. We're in yeah. a time capsule. Yeah, he's done. Oh, so he did get. So yeah, something, did. something did good. Good did good happen. Yeah, <laughs> something did good. Good did. A good did happen. Yeah. Oh, I thought there were. I thought I remember thinking like you can't. You can't clock. Your chick and un- unconscious and drag her out of an elevator. I thought you could on camera. Player. Well, maybe not on camera. Because didn't they say all this shit? Like he said that she hit him first, and then they were fighting. <laughs> and didn't she also like rescind the shit? Oh no, it's didn't she oh, refuse to press yeah, charges? Yeah, because they or were married. I think they're married, and she was like, "Oh, if I keep this up, I'm not gonna live in God. the house that I thought I was gonna live in." 
it's so fucked but also up. that domestic shit is so complicated anyway and they it almost is. 90 any cop will tell you 99% of the time the, the abused says never mind yeah you never know? mind um, I saw an episode of Cops once I probably talked about this in the podcast before I think I did help about this in the last podcast was mm-hmm. that there's some old episode of Cops where the cop leaves some domestic thing and he says to the camera do you wonder why cops kill themselves it's because of this shit whoa see this every what day what was this in this is an old episode of Cops from the wow. 80s wow yeah I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, really. How much it must suck to so know. So here's some more yeah. fun, fun Rutgers uh, okay. things that that I remember hearing from that school. One was they had a terrible issue with fraternities. Okay. And um, terrible as in awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those area, the the ones in. Uh, yeah, anyway, so one one story I heard was they they duct taped a kid to an office chair and pushed right. him down the stairs, and oh, he shit. didn't make it. He didn't die. He, he, died. he, did, he, he did, died. He died. He, he died. Did, yeah. He didn't die. He did not die. He did not die. <laughs> and, Jesus uh, Christ! And then another one was they. This other frat would throw their empty kegs down the stairs and open the front door, so the kegs would fly out the front door of the house and then go down a hill and mm-hmm. into the street. Oh, cool! Yeah. So stuff like that is Rutgers. So you went there. Why did you go there? That's not uh, easy school to get into, is it? Uh, I was in state, so I think it okay. was kind of easy. But it's a private school, know. right? Private school. No, it's state university. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It is. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was a state. I went to Sonoma State for one semester is that in, in Northern California. It's in wine country. Oh, Sonoma. Oh, yeah, it's when beautiful. You, when you're 18, you're like, where's the party? Me too. Wine country. Sonoma. Let me just do a quick commercial here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Live the Tape on Feral Audio, brought to you by Bellwether Farm Sheep's Milk Yogurt, located in Sonoma County. Johnny Pemberton every day has Bellwether Farms Sheep's Milk Yogurt, plain blueberry, vanilla, blackberry, and I believe some other flavors I haven't mentioned. It's a great yogurt. The lactose uh, is not there, so if you have a bowel issue or a stomach mm. issue with lactose, you will not be injured. It's a great tart taste. Beats the fucking pants off of cow's milk and goat's milk. Goat's milk fucking sucks because it's all that got that goaty, chalky texture. Mm. Sheep's milk yogurt from Bellwether Farms in Sonoma, California. You better get some or you better get the fuck out of my life. I love that stuff. Thanks, Dicker, for that introduction. No. (laughs) No problem there. Can I say something? Go ahead. I'm like 100% sold on this product now. You are? It's really, it sounds great. I fucking love Bellwether Farms. And you're just some guy. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've had it, I've been eating it for years, but I I love it. I just love yogurt. I've never had sheep's milk. It's the best. Really? I don't think it's that much. Is it hard to get? Well, I think it's this much less common. Find a sheep. Much less common. Sheep's Mm -hmm. milk yogurt is, but it is. I think it tastes better. Uh, You know how goat milk, goat cheese has that sort of like that goaty kind of thing going on. Yeah, I don't like the goatiness. No. Goaty, goatiness and goat cheese, okay? No goat. No goat. No goat. (laughs) But this does not have that. It's not have that quality to it. Mm -hmm. But it does have. I don't know why it's good. I'm just you know sometimes you. You want to have some part of your life be regular, right? Yeah. And yeah. for me... You found something that works. I only have a few things that I do regularly, and one of them is eat yogurt. I uh, <laughs> I like a sheep because it's like a little cloud. I love sheep. It's a little cloud animal. I want to have legs. sheep. At some point, I'll like to have some sheep. Like in your... 
Yeah, like have like a, I have like a miniature f- like hobby farm with mm. about five sheep, maybe. Yeah. How cool would that be? I love eating lamb, but that's not what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I wouldn't be opposed to having some lamb. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start it. Up. I'm half Greek, so that's that's on me. You are half Greek. Yeah, half oh, so Greek, half Irish. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why you're so pretty, Julia. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Somebody asked me because some guy came up to me yesterday in Starbucks and he tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, "Are you Russian?" Yeah, I go, I don't know what the right answer here is, but I'm scared. What did you say? I said, no. He goes, oh, you look like childhood friend Glenn. Glenn. (laughs) Glenn. What the fuck kind of name is Glenn from Russian? I don't know. But instead of asking me if I'm Glenn first, he asked me if I was Russian first, which I thought was a weird way to go about asking me if I'm his best friend from childhood. Very Russian thing to do. It is. Who knows what they're up to. Uh, I still want to know about the... uh, why you started doing comedy? I'm always interested in oh, that people. Oh, well, okay. I don't so, know, listeners, we we don't know each other that well. I want you to do. Yeah. My, I have a. I, we all have a podcast. Yeah. Is there? It's, yeah, uh, Julian has an amazing podcast. I have, no, called, I have two. You, have two, you two. didn't do the other one. Okay. I you know. did Julian loves music. Right. And you were fantastic. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But you were. I was. It was really fun. I was playing a character. One of my favorite. One of my favorite characters to play, Jake Cornell, mm-hmm. the son of Chris Cornell. Yeah. We're and everything was chill. Everything he's the chillest. Chill, bro. So, uh, so he's anyway. What's uh, the other podcast? The other one is called Don't Look Back, and it's about this. It's about when you oh, look. It at, it's about looking back on what you wanted to do before you got into show business. Oh, interesting. Whether it's uh, for your music musician right. or actor or whatever, and I say like, what do you think that dream would have been like yeah. if you had done that instead? Got and it. then we interview a person who really does that thing together. Wow. So what did you want to do before? Mm-hmm. Like I would have been an English teacher for in high school. Yeah, I think I wanted to be a musician. Well, yeah, that's really. So you didn't have a job idea that was like a job. Well, I could have been. A, I wanted to be a doctor, but that's because my dad was a, oh, doctor, yeah, your dad was a doctor, and his dad was. Your a dad's doctor. a gay surgeon. He's my dad. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude. I've never heard those words. I don't know how or why, but I've never heard gay surgeon. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a TV show or something like, a, like an adult swim yeah. f- micro show. I mean. Gay surgeon. He's a gay surgeon. Because <laughs> it's so unimportant that he's gay, but it's really funny to make it the first part. I think there's word. probably a lot of gay surgeons. Probably. I think so because it's one of those things where you have to be so focused and such a hard ass that I think, I mean, it's the case with a lot of... No, you need to suppress emotion. Right. You need to suppress emotion. And for a lot of gay men at a certain time in this world, uh-huh. you didn't want to be out because you weren't comfortable being out. So right. you put everything you've got into something that can take whatever you've got. Right. It's like, oh, you want to work 70 hours a week? Oh, yeah. No, it's, no it's sublimation. It's, yeah. it's absolute sublimation. They take yeah. this frustrating part of their lives and they just channel it into something else and they're super highly functioning. Right. I almost wonder if... you got to be worried about a gay surgeon, though, because when they cut you up, they might they might put gay in you. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know what's funny, though? You know, instead of dropping a mint, you know you what I mean? They might drop gay. You say that, but there's a lot of people who die of colon cancer, a lot of men. Yeah? Because they aren't... They, they won't let a guy go in their butt? They won't like, get a colonoscopy because they're not gay. They don't want to have... Oh, my God. There's, like, a lot... Of but big... you'd think by now we'd have a different method of looking in someone's butt than using a dick. <laughs> so Look how you keep... That is fair to them. Yeah. No, that's crazy. The, the that's crazy. Well, it's not that crazy. If you think about how much machismo, how important that is to certain people. Well, you know what? I'm okay with those dudes dying of butt cancer. I feel yeah. like that's a good irony. I also think maybe a lot of that comes from a person maybe 
being it's like all that stuff like well, who's the congressman who got well they caught? think they're gonna love it well yeah because they aren't because they're probably gay and they yeah like oh fast forward oops i became a republican congressman yeah and i can't pull can't pull out i can't pull the ship up now right so i just have to have sex in minneapolis airport bathrooms yep who was that, that where that happened john yeah. something that's not gary condit gary condit's the guy who, are we talking about the, the toe tapper toe tapper yeah 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 toe tapper that's great republican congressman Can you imagine getting convicted for toe tapping yeah, and also to be a senator. Who was a senator? How did they catch matter. you on that? On toe tapping? What happened? What's that? Larry Craig was his name. I didn't have that name anywhere near my brain. Wow, God, I'm glad. I'm so glad. Also, I'm glad I don't know his name. Yeah, it's cool. They <laughs> like. Well, he's probably happy about that. <laughs> I mean, he's no gay surgeon. No, that's for sure. He ain't no gay surgeon. He's on the wrong. But anyway, so you were saying that you might have been a doctor. Yeah, I guess your dad so. Was a doctor. Yeah, it's like it's like a default. I think I, I took the LSAT. I took the law school admissions mm-hmm. test because that's like a thing you do if you're from an affluent white family. Yeah, you're like, oh, you don't, you know, what don't better. Yeah. You don't know what you want to do? Take the lawyer just in case. Be a lawyer just in case. You can yeah. always go to law school. I'd love to talk to a lawyer with you or a, or a doctor about that. Okay. About what you... I mean, you'd be... You look like a doctor. You look like... Well, talk to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I still think I would like to be a doctor. It would be cool. You could still, because of your look, you could still play the remake of Doogie Howser as a... <laughs> As a 16-year-old prodigy doctor. Oh, God, don't tell me that. <laughs> how, how about a guy who's not, not quite a prodigy? He's just, like, slightly... Yeah, how about he's, 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 like, barely good enough to be a doctor, he's but like, he is a doctor. Yeah. He's a terrible doctor, and he's about two years younger than everyone else. Well, that's about it. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm just sort of uh, mildly exceptional, but not by comparison. <laughs> that's hilarious. For your age. That stuff always used to get me so riled up, the whole, like... When they say someone's age and then they tell them what the, their accomplishment is. Yeah. Like, and that was from Teresa Stevenson. She's 16. Mm-hmm. And she, that was box, organ, fugue, contempata number four. Yeah. It's like, just let me enjoy it. I don't want to know yeah. she's 16 because now I'm going to look back and not trust yeah. my own experience exactly. that I listen like, to some 16 year old oh. move me. <laughs> oh, great. I fucking suck. <laughs> That's what they have in Oh, Sunday. that's why you don't like it. I'm yeah. saying I don't like it because I don't want to hear any fucking Bach from a 16-year-old who doesn't understand the difficulties of life and doesn't know how to put pain into every note. I guess it goes both ways. I guess it does. Yeah. Well, although teenagers do feel more intensely than, than adults do, so maybe that they makes more do. sense. They do, but they don't. you don't have that experience to move through your fingers to really inform what you're playing. That's right. I used to be such that's a That's why you don't shithead. want a 16-year-old surgeon. You don't want a six-year-old surgeon. Mm-mm. You don't want a six-year-old musician. That's why all those virtuoso musicians are always bad. Yeah. Like oh, I know. Fucking great. Like Saint but, Satriani and shit. Yeah. You're like, what do I care? Well, you're not. What What just happened? Yeah. Is that a computer that just talked to me? Wait, what are sixteen-year-olds good for? We should say something nice about sixteen. I think they're good for certain roles in certain bands. I think maybe a sixteen-year-old drummer is okay. Okay. But you have to probably like hit him in the head with a cymbal once in a while. Yeah. And even then, you're going to have someone like Tony Williams, who is a great drummer, but mm-hmm. just, I don't know. You get so full of yourself. Skateboarders. Skateboarders. Skateboarding. That's, that's skateboarding. prime skateboarding. Maybe they, they should work the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> that is the last. Is, how about this for a, for a script? How about this for a script? Uh, Doogie <laughs> Hauser, but instead of a surgeon. He's, he's a, a prodigy. TSA. He's a prodigy <laughs> TSA guy. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that'd be hilarious! Uh, and, then he, and then he keeps a journal at the end of every day. About... I would fucking die. I uh, think I would. Die. I'm and then when his best friend sneaks in, because remember, uh, Vinny was yeah, his, Vinny. his best friend had to sneak in the window hey, every Mrs. night. H. But he has to go through a window, and then he's got to get screened through the through the window. <laughs> there's a screen. I oh mean, there's a whole god. lot. Of... That would be the f- something about that. I think it's so funny, mainly because of just how absurd that TSA shit is. Yeah. I mean, you know, every comic talks about this so much because it's it's for your life. But yeah, there's there's never a time that I go through that screening process where I'm not thinking about either what I shouldn't do that I right. could do right now, mm-hmm. or how terribly dumb the person is who works there. I enjoy making eye contact with the TSA when a customer or whatever you want to call the people, right. passenger, is being a complete fucking asshole. Oh right! I like making eye contact with them to know to let them know I know that that guy's an asshole, really? and they can they're they're pretty professional, so they'll give you a look back and be like, yeah. "Yeah, this guy's a dick," but they won't like say anything. That's funny. That's a good. That's a good. Most people are the opposite. Because then I they... feel like they're going to let me go through. Yeah. You know. Do you have pre-clear with all my cocaine? Um, I do have pre-check, yeah. So it's yeah. like a very easy experience at this point. So you can give them a wink, wink yeah. and a nod. Mm-hmm. I do a thing where I do the opposite. I don't make eye contact with any TSA. Oh man, that looks. You look so guilty. Well, I'm doing it on purpose. Why? Because I feel that when you make eye contact with someone, it's essentially this is really kind of evil in a way. Okay. Now that I explain it, making eye contact with someone is sort of uh, acknowledging that they are they exist uh-huh. and they're human. Okay. And I think the best if you don't like someone. And the the worst thing you can do to them that's the easiest uh-huh. is just to refuse to look at their look at them in the oh. eye. Oh, so so why do you hate these people so much? I just don't like the experience of t- of going through there, and I find it to be even though they're just the pawns of this regulatory thing, right? They're they're not bad themselves. Yeah, but the stuff that they do like infuriates me. The whole process, the way. How, how, uh, you're just, really not made to headline on the road, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I can't explain you, this. You have to be like the John Madden where you just have to do a bus everywhere. Like I would you love can. that. Yeah. I don't like to fly that. Well, I don't, I don't mind it actually. It's just something where I just hate the, I hate the, uh, the fake, uh, what do you call it? When someone has, um, power. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the arrogance that they have and their assumed, false position of power infuriates me mm-hmm. because it's this thing where it that's not how someone in that position is supposed to behave yeah like there's like there's there's a, a lot of times you see like a lack of respect the TSA is not respectful towards passengers right when they should be because it's not no one's you're innocent until proven guilty so why you treat people like shit I don't want to I don't want to you should be annoying right be now. annoying I want you to be but honestly. can you imagine the way they're treated all day like shit yeah like shit that's like why they I'm saying, hate us way more than we hate them they do I think that's why I that's why my tacit uh my tacit way of is to just not make eye contact. Just not make eye contact. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not. I never disobey. I'm not doing anything. I always have my shit ready to go. Uh-huh. But I just. I'm not gonna make eye contact. Because also, this, this is our reason. This is the less. This is probably the more, the bigger reason, and not the uh, not as evil. Uh-huh. Just because I found that um, just from being alive, that the more. The more people you make eye contact with, the more tired you are at the end of the day. 
I mean, it's it's funny, but it's tr- I think it's a real thing. When you look at someone, yeah, engaging with other human yeah, beings is exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when you're traveling, it's like if you have to look at a shitload of people in the eye, it becomes a thing where if you're like a sensitive person, which if you're if you if you do comedy at all and you're good yeah. at it, you're a sensitive person. Right. You can't not be because you have to be empathetic, empathetic well, to understand what makes I people laugh. The reason I laughed so hard yeah. was because I relate, and I was actually told by one of my therapists one time that she said you're not an insensitive jerk off you're so sensitive you can't engage because it'll shut you down yeah, so you it, so you end up looking like you don't care at all right. but it's because if you tr- if you start to you don't know how to disengage it becomes a thing where you're you you feel empathy just from looking at somebody yeah. and so it's it's overwhelming it's exhausting yeah. overwhelming and that's what yeah my, my my girl right now she she does hair she's incredible at it mm-hmm. and she she gets exhausted at the end of the day because people in those chairs they will talk. just tell you unload everything. Yeah, and she's like, "I wish I could just like tune it all out." Yeah, but she's like, "I'm I just can't do it." And then by the end of the day, she goes, "This is what I'm." It's the first reason I want to quit is because I just wow. can't take people's shit anymore. That's so interesting how that stuff works. How there's it's all these ideas of. That's really intimate yeah. to be working on someone's head that long mm-hmm. and then have them tell you like why they don't love their mother-in-law or whatever is like or whatever yeah. you know. It's therapy. Yeah. But it's the therapy. It's like a different kind of therapy. She's like, I just start charging way more because <laughs> her prices aren't, aren't like shown anywhere. So yeah. she, at the end of it, she'll just like arbitrarily, like depending on how like uh, exhausting it was. I wonder if you actually said that out loud, if people would be like, okay, I'll yeah, I, know, exactly. I will. I, yeah. Yeah. I did talk a lot about some pretty bad things that are happening in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting thing. It is. I never thought about that because I always think of the eye contact being such a big thing because it is a big thing. But the talking and the eye contact. Yeah. Maybe I should try that with a TSA. I should look at them and start I to cry. I can't imagine being like a, like a, what do you call them? Like a, fa- what's a father called at a church? A, d- a daddy? A priest? Oh, a priest. <laughs> <laughs> a daddy. Your first answer was a daddy? Well, you said, what's a father called? Oh, man. The only other word I know for father is daddy. Oh, God. Dad. That's, that, word, that word is rough. I know. There's people who have a problem with the word My daddy. My daughter will say it because she's three and a half. Yeah. And I'm Papa, right? But if she spends all day at daycare, she'll come home and say Daddy for a little bit because all the other kids say Daddy. And I'm like, I am not your fucking Daddy. How come you're Papa? I like it better. Okay, because that's like a Hispanic thing. Or, well, she actually says Papa. Papa. What is that then? Is that (laughs) French? Francais. Papa. Papa. Mon père. Allo. Actually, Dada is also another one that I don't like. But yeah, Papa, it's great. Papa. Uh... What were where the fuck? Oh, so like being a priest or something, it sounds yeah. like the most exotic, like anything where you got to take people in all day. Yeah. Forget it, man. I kind of think a lot of those people, maybe uh, they don't really give a shit. And that's how they're That's got to be it. it, right? Otherwise, I'd have to nap like yeah. four hours in the middle of every day if I had to do that. I think that's how you get that job is you don't give that much of a shit. So if you. That's why. Have you ever met like social workers that like like recreationally, like someone who works in like I think, healthcare I think I or whatever? You no? must have. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and uh, I knew this girl in New York who was a, a social worker right. and she used to be, she would talk to teenage kids in juvie uh-huh. as her. Juvie. It sounds like I was like there. Fucking juvie. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Kit teen prison. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she used to uh, be the person, like the counselor. Right. So when they were having a too hard a time, she would have to talk to them, right? 
And that sounds like a saintly job to me. I mean, that's crazy yeah. to like go to you know grad school to go into this teen jail and then like you know mm-hmm. be a counselor for those kids. And she was a fucking wreck, dude. Like I mean, like her externally life. she looked fine, like she was, but she was like one of the most extreme alcoholics I've ever known. Wow. Like yeah, it was crazy. Like just you know insane about guys like it was just she was so unbalanced but i think she was actually good at her job so so it must be something where she was all that stuff was just uh coping mechanisms to deal with all the yeah and i also think if you like are constantly you know spending your day worrying about somebody else's problems yeah. it's like actually kind of a, a break yeah you know i wonder about that because so many people have their own they go into something because they have a serious block or something that happened to them or some reason they're they're sad or depressed or or uh medicating yeah and so you losers do... <laughs> losers that was a joke because i'm doing that right now oh, you are yeah, yeah yeah when did you think you started i can't i can't i don't i don't you know. just to, uh, want to just go back to the go back to the top uh, go back to the top julian <laughs> da, 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 da. we gotta do you gotta leave i do have to go what time do you have to go Really? Yeah, I don't want to. But you brought it up. I did. You kind of brought it up. I just wanted to bring up that you didn't get my call back that I was calling me a loser because you were saying that people have a block and a. No, fucking... I mean at the beginning of the episode, you're talking about how you're like you're going crazy and how you're just now. Yeah, but I didn't want to talk about it as a as a topic. I just wanted to let you, you know don't? that I don't have anything going on. I was going to ask you if you want to talk about that before we started I do have recording. A sp- what? I was gonna. I was gonna ask you before we started if, like, you don't mind talking about the divorce stuff. Oh no! I mean, people know it's it's of legal record now. Right, so. but I mean that. But I, just I won't mean, get like, into like what happened. But I. You, you don't know. have to. No. All right, fine. I'll tell I'm you. just. I'm really <laughs> curious. I'm honestly. I, I just can't help but like be like, really curious about it because it's something where. I mean, my parents got divorced. I'll say, for, I'll say this about it. Yeah. I'll say this about it. One thing I didn't under, I didn't anticipate, and this is gonna sound really naive or just stupid. Well, I don't Who think knows? anything does. Okay. Not if you say not if, if you think no it does, idea. it probably doesn't. I had no idea. As as far as these things go, ours was relatively amicable. A I divorce. always say it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Our split was, was I think I say it wrong all the time too. Yeah. Amicable. I always say amicable and people are like, What are you? Is yeah, that a is that a kind of jelly? So <laughs> So uh look, I'm not obviously it didn't work out, so it's right. not like it was great. Right. But you know, as far as when you hear about ugly divorces with like custody battles and lawyers oh, yeah. and People stuff like that. Oh yeah. Person. So so that's what I'm comparing it to. It wasn't, you know, and it was still the hardest, worst thing, most stressful thing I've ever gone through by right. far. And so for it to be not a bad one and to have it be that emotionally like vicious, I can't imagine people who actually go through those ugly ones. Right. How the fuck do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do how do they do it? Well, I think a lot of times they end up uh, worse for wear. Also, I think anger helps because if you're just mad, yeah, you're pissed it helps you get it. through everything a lot better. Because you're just, just like, like oh, yeah. I fucking hate you're her. Fucker. But fucker. when you can't do that, when you're like, it's not, when it's, yeah. that's what we're talking about a little bit about how exhausting it is. Mm-hmm. If you just can't be black and white about something because you have to let it all in, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just exhausting. And it's much easier to go, fucker, she's a cunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hate is an emotion. It's an easier one, and it's a clean one. It's a clean one. If you don't care about someone, that's when you know that uh, it's well, you, over. You might care, right? but you're choosing to be angry instead of go through what it would feel like to actually understand what you're... Oh, that's what you're saying. You see yeah. what I'm saying? 
But you're saying that this is helping you talk about having your voice change. This is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's super bizarre for listeners. No, it's fine. I like it. Oh, uh, that this this podcast has been significantly more bizarre than this. Oh, I know. I listened. It's I feel the, like mine is uh, the most straightforward one you've ever had. I, I feel think this, po- this podcast has been borderline unlistenable. <laughs> Wait, this episode? No, this is a great episode. This is a highly listenable episode. (laughs) I feel like some episodes, I I pride myself on them being borderline unlistenable, (laughs) unless you like uh, Japanese noise music. (laughs) Right. Well, you're like my dad that way. Really? He'd make a podcast just to make it so you couldn't listen to it. (laughs) Love you, Dad. I do love him to death. He's my hero. That's cool. So that's why I hate myself because I'm so I'm such a sellout. Are you? You're not a sellout though. Oh. Well, I'm trying. Well, what do you mean you're trying? To trying sell is, out. I guess, but that's how you. That's how you don't sell out. Yeah. Just don't want to sell out. They'll come a knocking. I know. Uh, you really well, breathed. You breathed through that divorce pretty quick. I did, and I feel better now. So thanks, Johnny. Really? I'm all better. You're all better. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not like waking up every day in pain over this thing. It's not right. like that. It's like something I can't motivate myself to like finish creative stuff is basically what's going on. I see. It's really hard for me to finish any project that I start. And that's been, I don't know where that that's why it's like physically impossible for me to do it. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Maybe because you don't have anyone to make you do it. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Oh, sorry. My manager is calling me right now. You want to take it? <laughs> I think that's breaking too many of the fourth wall. No, I'm going to get yelled at because I'm supposed to send an edit of my special and I haven't sent the notes. Your special? Yeah. Your new special? Yeah, I only have. This is the only one. All right. You just recorded it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yet. Let's talk about it on the wall. Play the song and we'll get out of here. All right. I recorded okay. a, my first special. I've been on comedy for 14 years. This is my first right. special. But you did a half hour, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and but that's not. And I recorded two special, albums for Comedy Central that I that I put the kibosh on. Why did you put the kibosh on them? Because I'm crazy. Okay, how are you crazy? I I I did the albums in Philly, right? And I was must have been really depressed at the time because I hated all my material so much that when I listened to it again, I was like, oh my god! Like you can hear in my voice that I don't want to be telling these jokes. Okay, and then. It was such a mental episode that I was going through because I still do a lot of that material and it's not bad. I just couldn't. When Comedy Central was like, "All right, give it to us," I was like, "I can't. It's terrible. I'm, I'm going to write a whole new act." That's interesting because yeah. it's like how I how I feel like I look and then I see myself. I'm like, I look like a fucking troll. <laughs> like I see myself running. Yeah. I'm like, I look like something. Like parts of my body grew in different directions at different times. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. Like, if I'm running, I'm like, I feel like fucking Hank Carl Williams. Lewis. <laughs> Hank Williams. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I feel like a fucking... Like you mean a, an alcoholic that died at 29? Yeah. Okay. But I, feel like a, I don't know. I don't... I guess I mean, I feel like... Uh, I thought you were going to choose an athlete on that one, but no. you chose <laughs> Hank Williams, a guy who has back chronic back issues and he probably did? never ran a day in his life. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess I don't mean Hank Williams. I mean more like, like Waylon Jennings. Okay. You see Waylon Jennings, he looks like... He doesn't look like he's in any pain. Yeah, right. he drinks and did shitloads of drugs. Drugs. Oh right, he's a badass. He's oh, a, he's I a see fucking, what you're saying. I like, you feel like a fucking yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like a soldier. Yeah. Then I see myself. No, you don't. You look like a flailing like, troll. I look like a fucking <laughs> troll. 
But one of the cute trolls with the hair. I wish it was that kind. Yeah. I look like a fucking actual troll, like a shrunken down bridge troll. My fitness goal is troll butt. You ever see how cute those little troll butts are? They are. I think I I've got that. For... I've got troll Do butt. You? Yeah. I can see that. I got troll butt. I got troll I butt. I got troll butt. Troll so butt is a good uh, new like rap thing lingo. Yo, like, got a baby like a troll butt. <laughs> Troll. A, what do you mean, got a baby like a troll? Butt? Got a baby like a troll. No, butt. I meant bust his... a nut, do a little ten cc in a Dixie cup. Oh, double up! I'm a troll butt. TSA, I'm extra gay. I play with your troll butt. Dingaling. When can people hear your special and stuff? Uh, we're selling it, so I don't know. Okay, gonna, so it's probably gonna go out though in like March or something. Oh shit! That's it's right. playing now. We'll let this take us out. This is nice. This is beautiful. This is uh, El Grupo San Miguel with Mientes o Sientes. Oh, yeah. Las Buenas Epocas de El Salvador. El Salvador. Do you know how many times I've heard Latino pop music and loved it, like, in the background? And then I find out it's Latino pop music, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, I love it every time, and I still won't go. It's like, hard, but you don't speak the language. I don't speak the language. I'm trying to learn Spanish right now, but I just can't get it. I can't get it. I'm pretty good at uh, you speak Spanish. It? I understand Spanish. it. I can't speak it. Say some Spanish. How do you know Spanish? From high school and shit? High school and then, uh, you know, working at the comedy club, I, I was like best friends with all the kitchen guys. See, si. Kitchen Spanish. Kitchen Spanish. I heard somebody call it kitchen Mexican, and I was like, you obviously weren't friends with them if you call it kitchen Mexican. Kitchen. Can. <laughs> Mexican is famously not a language. It's not. It could be a dialect, but even then, it's such a big country. Guess, yeah. Michoacan. Yeah. Chihuahua. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Yeah. Baja. <laughs> Michoacan, Sonora, Montezuma, Montezuma, Michoacan, Texas, Texas, Chetlada. I don't know. Those are just words I like. Michelada, Tortuga, Aneja, Anejo, Sometimes. That's the word English word sometimes, but with a Spanish accent. Sometimes. Where can people get more acquainted with it, with things you like to do? Uh, well, at Jules Mac on Twitter. Jules Mac on Twitter. And uh, on Instagram, it's just my full name, Julian McCullough. What about your comedy? What do you mean? Like, where can they see it and stuff? Oh, I got... What do you mean? Like oh, I've like special I've done stuff. All stuff. I don't know, I've done all that stuff. Just if you Google me. Just but Google me. I want to promote somebody else's podcast. Go ahead, do it. My two favorite podcasts are uh, Do You Need a Ride with Chris Fairbanks and Karen Kilgariff. I think you should go listen to that. I did it once. It was fun. Yeah. And then Beyond Yacht Rock is my other favorite. That's not fair audio, baby. Oh, it is not fair. I know. It's not fair audio. I'm like a religious Beyond Yacht Rock fan. Do you want to sing right now? Okay. Sing. Yes, this is them. Send me this. I love this. It sounds like it sounds like um, Iron Butterfly, but it better. does. There's so many. Uh, I'm gonna start over. We can, I'll say our goodbyes. 
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to much of this podcast. We've been really fun. Our guest has been Julian McCullough. I have been. He's a great comedian and he's a writer and he has all kinds of great stuff. He has a podcast of his own called Julian Loves Music mm-hmm. and which you've appeared on. And what's the other podcast called? Don't, lo- don't Look Back. It's on Howl FM. Don't Look Back. Check and that out. Help me bust out of this funk. I'll help you bust out of this funk. We'll, uh, we'll do a bunch of cocaine together and, and Jesus. Okay. No, we won't. I'll, I'll help you bust out of it because I want to do the same thing with by, myself. By the way, cocaine is never how you bust out of a farm. That is not. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know until you try. That's you gotta true. find out. <laughs> this has been Live to Tape. Rate, subscribe, review, do all kinds of good things. Thanks for listening. Uh... Thanks, man. Feral Audio.